everyone, I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. Last week, you heard the heart-wrenching yet hopeful story of a young man destined for greatness in spite of the horrific physical, mental, and emotional abuse he would suffer as a child, and in later years, after much success, suffer with the stigma of stinging words and feelings of rejection, no matter the achievement or quest for perfection. What was the answer? In his best-selling autobiography, Son, I Love You, Dr. Michael D. Evans makes the case for Christ, the miraculous, the faith, and favor of God that would now hallmark his life, and the promise his Messiah would make, quote, I have a great plan for your life, more truer now than when first spoken. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome back to Testimony, a great honor indeed, founder of Friends of Zion Heritage Center and Museum, Jerusalem, Israel, award-winning journalist and expert on Israel and the Middle East, number one New York Times, a best-selling author and publisher of several books, add to this documentary filmmaker and internationally recognized leader for uniting Christians and Jews in solidarity and in purpose. Please welcome Dr. Michael D. Evans. Dr. Evans, welcome back to Testimony. Thank you. Dr. Evans, we talked a little bit about your growing up and the horrific childhood you had to endure. Talk to us now about your wonderful organizations, namely the Friends of Zion Museum in Jerusalem, your Jerusalem prayer team, and your upcoming event in Dallas celebrating Israel's 70th anniversary held May 18th through the 20th, 2018, and how all of this came into being. Well, to begin with, in 1972, I met a lovely lady by the name of Corey Ten Boom. We had soup together, and um, she asked me to tell her my story, and I did, and she wept, and then she told me her story about imprisonment, her father, Casper, being killed and buried in an unmarked grave, saving 800 Jews in Harlem, Holland. Um, Corey said to me that I asked her if she had any prayers that hadn't been answered. She said only one, that, uh, that she called the beige, the, the house would be a witness for the Lord. Well, when she passed, I went there and I purchased the home of Corey Ten Boom, restored it, and made it into a museum in Harlem, Holland. Um, by the way, I did it on April 15th, which I didn't realize that was the day she was born and the way she, day she died. And speaking of that, she told me at 51, when she was in Robinsbrook, she was weeping because it was going to be her birthday, and she said, Lord, I'm alone. Betsy's dead. My father's died. Betsy's dying. My father's dead. And she said, the Lord spoke to her and said, I have a gift for you for your birthday, the last verse of the 91st Psalm. Well, the last verse is, with long life shall I satisfy you. Corey was 51 when the Lord gave her that promise. She died at 91. It was the 91st Psalm, the last verse. The birthday gift he gave her was 40 more years of life and ministry. Well, wow. the Ten Booms had a prayer meeting that began in 1844 
and it went to 1944 to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I started that prayer meeting back, and we called it the Jerusalem Prayer Team because that's what they would do is pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The Jerusalem Prayer Team is now the largest prayer group on the planet. It's the number one site in religion on Facebook on the planet. We have almost 40 million members now. And the Jerusalem Prayer Team is the organization that built the Friends of Zion Museum and Heritage Center in Jerusalem. I'm a writer also. I've written 81 books. And uh, it's my call. It's the reason I was born. It has to do with comforting my people and uh, uniting them. And uh, that's all I do. Did you ever, Dr. Evans, in your wildest dreams believe you would be where you are today in life, in ministry, and in the Lord? Actually, I did. I believed at the moment the Lord appeared to me at 11. I didn't, listen, I've had meetings with 52 world leaders. I've had the privilege of giving the President of the United States the Friend of Zion Award in the Oval Office. I've given it to President George Bush, Prince Albert of Monaco, the President of Bulgaria, the President of Guatemala, many, many other world leaders meeting with leaders of nations, praying with kings, and all of that was defined, but I knew instantly at 11 when the Lord said, I have a great plan, that he did have a great plan, and I knew that the great plan had to do with my people, the Jewish people in the nation of Israel. I knew that for sure. Didn't know how he was going to do it, but I knew he was going to do it. In your book, you talk about the significance of the name given to you. Can you explain? Michael Katznelson, my name is Michael, and I was named after my great-grandfather, Rabbi Michael Katznelson, who was burned to death in a synagogue with 2,000 Jews. What I didn't realize at the time is the significance of that, because I knew it was significant, but I was with the Pope, with the ninth president of Israel, Shimon Perez, and when he introduced me to the Pope, he said to the Pope, Michael is a Jewish man, he was named after his great-grandfather, Michael Katz Nelson, who was burnt to death in a synagogue, and the Pope looked at me and said to me in his Italian, you are a Jewish man, tell me how you came to Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I ended up sharing my whole personal testimony with the Pope and with the ninth president of Israel, crying. And as I was weeping, I noticed something, both of them were weeping. At the end of the testimony, Shimon Perez and I left, and over dinner that night he said to me, there is a God. He said, do you realize, Michael, that your great-grandfather and my grandfather were rabbis in the same synagogue? And he said, I felt like we were family. Now I know we are family. We both go back to the wooden synagogue. So it's an amazing thing when, when God calls you. And you don't know you have hidden treasures. I never took a writing course in my life, yet I've written 81 books. I've written nine books last year, 10 books the year before, besides the ministries we direct and everything else. But God is an amazing God, and he loves to take the broken things and confound the wise with them and truly give you beauty for ashes. And I can see early in your life how Satan tried to just rip that out of you with the horrible words your father would say to you. There's a scripture, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Well, faith comes whether it's true or false. And for so many out there today, words that are stinging and hurtful and demeaning, 
Some carry this with them their whole entire life and never truly overcome. What helped you to truly overcome and give you the confidence you need to deal with world leaders and do what you've done today? Well, if you believe that God is God and that nothing takes him by accident, there's no surprises, and that God can take our pain and turn it into power, purpose, and passion. I never called myself a victim. I never considered myself a victim. I considered myself victor, victorious. Mm -hmm. I saw what I went through as the greatest day of my life. People say, well, that's awful. What happened to you with your father? It really wasn't awful. It was the moment I saw the Lord and was radically transformed. So he took the most painful day of my life and made it into greatest day in my life. And it's a choice we have in life. When we have been rejected and we've been hurt, we can define ourselves by our pain. Or we can believe that God is not caught unaware, that he's aware of who we are, he's aware of the circumstances, and he can give us redemption through that. By the way, I ended up leading my father to the Lord. Right. And uh, I forgave him unconditionally. I had a struggle with that because I thought unconditional forgiveness meant I had to trust the person or condone him. But it doesn't mean you have to trust him or condone him at all. It's a gift you give that people don't deserve. I gave him that gift, and it ultimately led him to the Lord. That is so powerful in your book. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Dr. Michael D. Evans, founder of Friends of Zion Heritage Center and Museum in Jerusalem, Israel, the Jerusalem Prayer Team.org. In our remaining moments, Dr. Evans, you talk about your siblings and how they fared in life. You also talk about times when God was silent and what you did during those times. Ultimately, at this juncture of your life, what can you share with our listeners that will help them through their darkest times, knowing that through Christ, they have every victory, even though someone listening may feel defeated? Well, number one, there's 8,000 promises in the Bible. I got one promise at the age of 11, and I believed it. And there are promises promises in Isaiah that says, Behold, I do something new. Shall you not know it? I'll make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Tremendous promise in the Word of God. And everyone that's listening to you, they can take their Bible and stand on one of those promises because those promises are God speaking and His words never die. And God is a redeeming God. He knows everything you've been through He knows every circumstance of your life, and he can take your pain and turn it into power and purpose and passion. He did it in the life of Joseph. He did it in the life of David. He did it in the life of the Apostle Paul. Virtually every prophet, priest, and king of the Bible, he did it in their life. And it's a question of just saying to him, God, I'm not disqualified because I've been wounded. I've been rejected. Maybe I'm more qualified because I've been wounded and rejected. Maybe you do have favorites. As a matter of fact, he does have favorites. Hurting people are his favorites. And that's why he went to the cross. And so I consider it a great honor and privilege to have gone through what I've gone through because it didn't 
destroy me. Actually, my wife tells me the greatest evidence she has of the existence of Christ is me. Because we've been happily married for 48 years, and she knows everything about me. And she knows what a miracle it has been, the transforming power of the Lord. Praise God and praise God. Dr. Evans, one of the foundational scriptures of testimony is Revelation twelve eleven, that we truly do overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. You have done this and beautifully. So I want to thank you for taking precious time once again to share more of your incredible story, your life and life's work. Truly, God meant it when he said, and I quote from your autobiography, Son, I love you, and I have a great plan for your life. Your courageous and tireless work through Friends of Zion Heritage Center and Museum in Jerusalem, the Corrie Ten Boom Holocaust Museum, and events around the world to honor, bless, provide, and protect God's chosen is proof enough, and powerfully so. We thank you for being with us on Testimony. God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Dr. Michael D. Evans. You can learn more about Dr. Mike Evans' work, ministry, and mission by visiting JerusalemPrayerTeam.org and FOZMuseum.com. You will be blessed you did. God bless you, Dr. Evans, and we look forward to having you back on Testimony. Thank you. God bless you. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensine Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.